107.5. Sounds like a radio station. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to 107.5, your true crime radio station. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Well, I just did that beautiful radio entry. (laughs) And welcome back to Not the Radio. This is a podcast called True Crime Trine. We are a podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Redundancy. Love it. Woo! You'll never fire me. (laughs) (laughs) Where three friends get together to talk about true crime, astrology, ooh, and any weird bullshit they can fit into this podcast. Mm -hmm. We are your hosts, Hannah, Sarah, and Meredith. Welcome to episode 83 or 93? 93. 93. 93. getting there. I looked it up and then I forgot (laughs) it. Anywho, welcome to 93. Well, that's all I got, folks. Uh, like, I have nothing to bring to this, because I brought two in a row. No ass news? Or no no uh, biznatch? I don't have any biznatch. It's biznatch versus no biznatch. Ass, ass news later. We'll take our biznatch socks off and put on our true crime socks. <laughs> <sighs> okay. This episode is airing on my birthday. Woo! So I figured I would punish myself a little bit and Yay! include a story with a bunch of names I can't fucking pronounce. So Russian listeners, <laughs> if you're out there, oh, I'm really time. sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gleefully awaiting this. Yes. I'm yes. not doing an accent. I mean, I'll do whatever accent I need to to pronounce You're them. the only one that can do an accent here. <laughs> what? If I could do accents, I would do them all the time. But oh. I can't do them. I would too. You're the only one... Out of the three of us that can do an accent. We believe in you. It's your time to shine. <laughs> I don't think I can do an accent, but we'll see. You can do it. <laughs> uh, now, I've been sitting here for the last, like, ten minutes trying to figure out who you have. Mm. <laughs> and I've been failing. Okay. So, I brought a story today that takes place in the Siberian city of... Sorry. I'm like... <laughs> my, my teeth are bothering me all of a sudden. <laughs> They're so nervous. <laughs> okay. In the Siberian city of Novokuznetsk. That was wow. really good. I did it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so this is the region in Russia that's like in the southwest of Siberia. And it has this warm, humid summer with a lot of rainfall and really, really dry, severely cold winters. And they get a lot of snowfall, but the snow is so dry because of how cold it gets there. Burr. And the winters are long and the summers are grueling and it just does not sound like a pleasant place to live. That's the least of their the residents' worries, though, because this city is largely built on industrial factories, mainly in coal, iron, steel, and aluminum, and all of the lovely accoutrement that goes with it. Although uh-huh. that's not a Russian word. Icky. Icky. Yeah. So any guesses about the quality of the air? Bad. 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 Especially (laughs) in the summer, right? In the early 1990s, Russia's hydrometeorological 
meteorological service that monitors their air quality reported that 231 out of the 292 cities exceeded their maximum permissible concentrations for particulate matter, sulfur dioxide, nitrogen oxides, carbon monoxide, all those things that really aren't good for you to breathe in. Icky. And then even aside from the breathable things, there are pollution levels that are exceeding the health like factor by a level of like tenfold higher. Mm-hmm. And so Novokuznetsk is actually second on this list of like oh, worst wow. places to live. Wow. Wow. Water quality is also a problem. I'm not going to add it to our like list of TCT goes on tour. Maybe nope. not. Water quality, also a huge problem. There's a lack of regulation on water treatment and groundwater protection in post-Soviet Russia. And so mm-hmm. as a result, over 30% of the available inland groundwater supplies in that area was heavily polluted and still likely is. I'm saying, I don't think they're doing a great job now. Yeah, probably not. There have been reports of cholera in the water systems as Ooh. recently as 1995. Gross. So they're not fluoridating that shit. Nope. Uh, <laughs> That's a disease that you shouldn't really need to get nowadays. No. No. no it's not the 1800s anymore. There's also... A terrible combination of pesticides, heavy metals, and other chemical pollutants like phenols. This is like the combinations to like mutate a superhero or supervillain. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With all of these nice uh, mutagens floating around the environment. I would say Deadpool. Yeah. It sounds like right? a pl- yeah, yeah. morally ambiguous, but he's- I like him. I think he could definitely <laughs> arise from a pot of phenol. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He'll just grow it all back anyway. He'll be fine. So Novokuznetsk is a city that's kind of bisected and kind of meandered through by a river called the Tom River, which is undoubtedly not the city's go-to swimming hole. Oh, God. Carcinogenic benzene and petroleum products in the river are around two to three times the government's legal levels. Is this the Russian government's legal levels? Uh, Yes, of course. It's not ours. Otherwise, it'd be like, absolutely not. uh, Well, let's (laughs) not say that. We didn't just have that train derail and... We're just going to say goodbye to Palestine, Ohio. Sorry, guys. So government's not really organizing any of this shit to be cleaned up. In the spring, it's worse than in the winter. It can go over 15-fold higher instead of just two to three times higher. Formaldehyde measures 34 times the permissible load. According to Yuri Kaznin, who heads the Department of Public Health at the Kemerovo Medical Institute, the Tom River contains as much as 48 times... The legal level of bacteria, 40 times the level of arsenic, Arsenic. and 8.5 times the phenol, which is derived from coal tar and like all the refinery process. And groundwater is even worse than the flowing river. Yeah, it just sits there. Not good. Just really, really bad. And it has been bad since probably before the 90s, but the 90s especially are the part of this story that I'm like just trying to set the scene for. Is the murder that you're bringing us uh, pollution? Yeah. And slash the human race. It's a problem of things falling through really, really wide cracks in a just poorly orchestrated government. Oh, what's that motherfucker's name? (laughs) I think I know who this is going to be, but I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, I'm going to say it in just a little bit, but I'm I'm going to set the scene a little bit further. So we've got pollution. We've got terribleness happening. It's post-Soviet Russia, mid-1990s. So the fall of the Soviet Union has led to the bankruptcy of these factories, leading to poverty. So like the factories fucked up the ecosystem and all of everything for people to live in. And then they're no longer supplying jobs because they can't. And so a lot of the city is in disarray and people are financially impoverished. They're generally not doing well health-wise. And young adults, teens, and even children are now going missing from the streets. 
In the 90s? Yeah, mid-90s. Yikes. Holy so the fuck. local police are convinced that there's some sort of human trafficking problem in the area. Or they're fleeing because it's so <sighs> gross. I, I just yeah. gotta Jesus. go. Jesus fucking Christ. Soon, though, they would realize that that's actually not the case. So a group of women were washing their rugs and other laundry in the Abba, which is a tributary right off of the Tom. Very clean. And they would make a gruesome discovery. A human head floated to the surface near one woman as she was working to clean her clothes. As if that goddamn oh. river did already have enough shit in it that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the weeks Ooh. following, another head and a torso and arms and legs and Jesus all Christ. sorts of body parts are being washed oh up on the shore. Oh my god. So the police know that they are looking for a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just pollution. <laughs> no. So the name of... Today's monster is Alexander Spesivsev. Oh, and Ooh. nice job. I'm Thank a, you. Yeah. My last name is Slavic, so I'm going to applaud everything you do, even though I don't speak <laughs> any of the Slavic <laughs> languages. <laughs> I'm debating whether or not to call him Spesivsev the entire time or Alexander. I would Just go with easy on myself. Alexander, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. I'd go with Alex. I'd go with Alex. Well, he also went, refer, was referred to as Sasha. Okay, how oh, about yeah, Sasha? yeah, that's like a nickname for Alexander, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do Sasha. That seems easy. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go back and forth between Alexander and Sasha, but he was born on March 1st, 1970, so he is a Pisces. Ha ha ha. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. One that I had actually never heard of because he didn't show up on the immediate list that I was looking at. So I was like, who the fuck are you? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> So he was severely underweight at birth, but survived, although he was really a sickly child and would often get sick growing up. I'm not shocked. Mm, yeah. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> he grew is up in- Is anyone a- healthy? Yeah. Over there? Yeah, I know, right? Well, but this is the 70s, so like- It's still be not, bad. It's not good, but it's like not the 90s As level bad. of whatever and like not okay. in the impoverished, mm. you know, timeline yet. Okay. He grows up in an apartment with his mother and sister in central Novokuznetsk, and his father was abusive and physically violent towards his family until his mom separated from him and, I guess, divorced, technically, and he just took off and was never seen again, leaving his mother, named Lyudmila, to raise their children alone. Went out for smokes, never came back. I mean, there's some pros and cons to this. He is gone, Mm, but... um, He's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, was abusive to them at a very young age, though. Yeah, that's why It's good he's gone. We'd like some money, though. During childhood, Sasha was considered unsocial. He didn't have any friends, and because he was so sickly and small, he was constantly bullied at school. Lyudmila worked at two jobs. One was reportedly a nearby school, where she kind of managed the, like, management office of, like, custodial grounds and things like that. And then she also worked at the prosecutor's office. Okay. Alexander and his mother had an unusually affectionate relationship. Ludmila would regularly steal photographs from her workplace at the prosecutor's office, and these were photographs of corpses from all the books on criminal cases. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe she was a true crime fan. Mm. Well, she would bring them home. She shouldn't steal them, though. Like, Mm -mm. no. Oh, even worse. She brought them home, and she would share them with her young son, and they bonded over their favorites. Oh. What? showed her son photos of gruesome crime scenes and murdered bodies and they made scrapbooks of their no favorites. fucking way mm-hmm. the ones they didn't like they just threw away I, I don't know that wasn't really discussed it was she stole these things they collected them they discussed them and bonded over them 
Was he, he did have an older child? sister. Oh, nope. He had an older sister <laughs> who was kind of like, eh, not my thing. Uh, yeah, uh, you fucking not weirdos. Most people's thing. Ludmilla also shared her bed with Sasha until he was 12. Oh. Which really was unheard of. Uh, yeah. Back then, like, especially in Russia, apparently, like, parents typically have the bedroom. And if it's a one-bedroom apartment, the kids just sleep in the living room, mm-hmm. which makes way more sense to me. But after her husband left, she needed no, I don't like this at all. Ew. No, no. Disgusting. Maybe her husband left because she kept bringing home corpse pictures, though. I'm so- <laughs> I'm starting to kind of be on yeah. his side here a little bit. Because yeah. that's fucking weird. I would have gone out for smokes and never came back, too. <laughs> Jesus. So in his teens, Sasha had numerous mental breakdowns and subsequent hospitalization in like psychiatric wards kind of thing. But then at age 18, he was evaluated, deemed to be relatively stable, and then he was released. So then he's able to move into his own apartment. (laughs) Like, you're an adult now. Go do your thing. So it's 1988, right? Because he's 18. He was born in 1970. Math checks out. (laughs) He's living on his own for the first time ever. Mommy's not there. Mommy's not in his bed anymore. And he's no longer Ew. being checked on by doctors all night and all day. Jesus Christ. Right? He met his first girlfriend named Eugenie. I'm sorry, he, Eugenie. He yeah. He played the part of adoring boyfriend, but she grew increasingly tired of all the little arguments that he would pick. And so eventually she broke up with him, but he did not accept this at all. Oh. Sorry, Eugenie. You can't be mommy. Ew. <laughs> he didn't accept the breakup, kidnaps her. <gasps> holds her against her will and tortured her for a month in his apartment. I'm sorry, what? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. He kept her bound and inflicted all sorts of wounds on her, beating her, cutting her. Where was this apartment? Oh, I had the address somewhere. Shoot. No one fucking noticed? Well, he plays loud music. <laughs> well, you could still complain about that. Yeah, but it's also like, I don't know. I don't know, yes. It's it's like a probably a slummy apartment building. I, I mean, know. I guess I have a lot of stories where um, there's... <laughs> No one in the apartment has really done anything. Or maybe she has tape over her mouth. I don't know. So he's torturing her. He's keeping her for about a month. Her parents report her missing when they realize, like, she's been gone. Like, she might have been living on her own, but she's definitely not supposed to be gone for this long. Yeah. So they report her missing. And having known that she had broken up with him, they report to the police his address, which I somehow have not included anywhere near this paragraph. And I'm upset with myself now but i remember that his apartment number is 357 on 53 something something Um, (laughs) i remember the numbers they're also in like a it's like prospect something i don't know anyway so the police are alerted to his whereabouts and like where she might be Mm-hmm. And so they go and find out that she's been kept there and she's covered in these festering wounds, oh, barely alive. No. And they attempted to rescue her. But shortly after their arrival, she tells them what basically has been happening to her. And then she shortly after succumbs to sepsis. Oh, God damn it. Oh, my all God. Festering wounds. Yeah. So Sasha was charged with her murder. He was assigned to the Oriol Special Psychiatric Hospital where he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Missed that one like six months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was heavily medicated and then seemed to be a more peaceful patient. But during his time there, he asked another patient to insert a small metal ball into his urethra because he had read somewhere that it would make him more virile. He wanted the, the other guy to put it into his own penis? Yeah, he wanted the other patient to put it into his I would ask, why not do it yourself, number one? Yeah. Maybe because it was going to be so painful he couldn't do it, so he had to, like, have someone else do it for him. I don't know. Some people are into that. It's fucked. Ew. So it actually has, this is obviously false, 
metal ball inside your dick doesn't do yeah. anything. It had the opposite effect and rendered him with genital pain and erectile dysfunction. That makes more wow. sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm, let's stick this thing. No. Just kind of like plug it up. Not good. <laughs> I would imagine you would get some sort of infection. Well, depending on the metal, because some metals are antibacterial, right? Like, yeah, but if they were just backed like up, clogging it up, yeah, there. no, definitely, yeah, yeah. will yeah. eventually take over anything. Quick time out, cats, right? Because we love cats. My boy cat Trooper, he like got scared at a birthday party we had at our house, oh. and his urethra like swelled. Oh, and so he got a urinary tract infection because oh, no. it swelled, and so that birthday party that we had at my house cost me almost $1,200 (laughs) after the fact because my cat couldn't pee right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're just messing your shit up, man. That doesn't make no sense. Okay. Sorry. So he's in this psychiatric hospital being under heavy medication and consistently managed, I guess. But then after three years in 1991, in what can only be described as a horrible lack of judgment, he was released. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly this couldn't be a thing if he was Otherwise, it'd be story over. And there he lives till his day. Yay. That end. (laughs) Fuck. So someone had made an error in his records and it showed that he was still being held at the hospital when he was actually (gasps) let go. And so also because of this mistake, he wasn't assigned any follow-up care or supervision from a professional to keep an eye on him. Or meds. Or meds or anything. Yes. Yeah. So he's just out there. No one knows that he's actually out there. Does and the hospital no one's going know? to check up on him. Did they actually let him go or did he just wander off? I think someone let him go by mistake and they had it on record that he was still there. I didn't notice he wasn't there? Okay, okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> An error occurred. What yes, do? I don't know, never mind. Understood. Error 404 not found. Understood. <laughs> yeah. So he moved back into his old apartment. Oh, here it is at 357 Pionerski Prospect, which is like this high rise apartment complex, basically. I like that it's just that we're mm-hmm. waiting for him. It's the ninth floor. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. And think about those summers. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so his doting mother, mm. happy so she- that he's out, visits often. Mm. Does she spend the night? Ugh. Oh, I don't know. That's not talked about either in any of this. But besides the help from his mother, he, like financially anyway, he's engaging in petty theft and selling cigarettes for money on the street just to try and like make ends meet. He somehow acquires a pet Doberman. No. He also during this time began associating with homeless people and in his weird twisted reality starts these discussions with the downtrodden and develops a hatred of both the system and the victims. Oh, right. Specifically street children, which he calls debris. No. Sweetheart, your father left you behind like a piece of trash. Yeah. Come on. But I mean, he was also heavily bullied by kids around Street the age. children? Of- oh, no, no, no. Just just kids who aren't being- Emotionally yeah. stunted. Yes, very. Kids are assholes. Yeah. So mean. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so he deems these children and young adults as trash and leftovers that he said were nothing more than an unfortunate byproduct of Russia's emerging democracy. So apparently the meds are also really necessary because he's equating his version of democracy with what's actually crippling capitalism. Uh, yeah, and time. like, um, yeah. has the US ever fallen at this point? Is he missing communism? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just bad. Like, uh. yeah. Yeah, I'm bad at history. I'm going to go ahead and say it's post-Soviet, so... I feel like it has to be... 91 seems 
about the right time. But anywho, continue. Yeah. So he's like getting angrier and angrier for a few years here. And then in February 1996. He was just out for five fucking years and no one gave him, no one noticed. No one gave a flying fuck. They noticed he wasn't the hospital. They didn't notice that he was missing. They didn't notice. Oh my. Bad, bad paperwork. Oh my. Which makes you wonder too, like how many other people are not where they're they're supposed supposed to be. Yeah. But I mean, during this time too, the other apartment residents like recognize who he is that he's just a little, you know maybe missing a few marbles other than the one in his dick yeah. i'm gonna keep that one yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. put it in the wrong mm-hmm. place now it's stuck there just kind of know him as like yeah he is not well but not our job to take care of him basically because this is like when everything is kind of falling apart in this city not my chair not my problem is what they said apparently yeah, the- there's a lot of other problems going on than just mm-hmm. like having a noisy neighbor. The dissolution yeah. of the Soviet Union took two years and it began November 16th, 1988 and mm-hmm. ended December 26, 1991. So, wow. It was done by the time he was out, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's December 1990. I think he was released sometime in mid like summertime ish. But anyway, yeah, maybe not. I don't know, actually. It doesn't say what date. Shoot. Maybe it was December, like right at the end of it. And then it's like, well, all our records are gone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Like the Y2K thing of like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happens when everything resets? Fresh slate. Okay, so then in February 1996, he's angry, he's off his meds, been off his he's meds, off he's his living meds alone. for years. Yeah. He meets this 20-year-old woman named Elena Trunova at a train station, and he convinced her to come home with him, and they start to engage in consensual sex, but because of his weird marble thing, he can't perform and so elena trunova unfortunately finds this funny and laughs at him which sends him over the edge into a violent rage and he attacked her tied her up beat her repeatedly and kept her hostage for several days while he tortured her until she eventually died oh no honestly a woman should be able to laugh at a man's limp dick if she wants to and not get murdered and also you put a fucking marble in it i'd be like you did yeah it's like your fault (laughs) you're a fucking idiot So neighbors later reported that they had heard screams, but with knowing his history and with the loud music blaring, they just assumed that they were his own screams. Oh. Oh. Totally fine. Normal. Neighborly behavior. (laughs) So Alexander had gotten this taste for violence and soon decided to lure a second woman to his apartment for the same treatment. He could be screaming because his penis hurt. Maybe. Some of them might have been his screams. We can only hope. We do. (laughs) I do. Later in the spring of 1996, he made efforts to start cleaning up the so-called debris that oh, he no. deemed the youth Become of the area. Become a garbage man. Sanitation. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Go filter out that river, bro. Honestly, there's a lot of things you could clean up. Like, filter the river while you're in the river. It, melting. Like, get in the river. Get in the river. <laughs> yes. Maybe whatever's in the river will dislodge that little bead. Oh. Yeah, Ugh. but just by melting things off from the outside in. Yeah, edges it away. Yeah. (laughs) So he's meandering around town and finds six boys. They're about 12 years old. Six of them playing in a vacant lot across from an old empty factory yard. And he offered them a deal if they would help him rob an apartment that he would pay them a share of the goods that they stole. Honestly, as a 12 year old street boy, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like basically homeless. And they get the money. Mm -hmm. I would 100% do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the boys agree, and Ale- 
Alexander, Sasha, led them up to his apartment building, up the nine floors. He then proceeded to pretend to pick the lock to his his own own house. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Tells them to go back into the bedroom because that's probably where all the valuables are tucked away. And so when they're all inside, he locks the door behind them and begins stabbing them with his kitchen knife. Oh my god. All of them. All six. He stabs them all immediately right in the chest and they pretty much die instantaneously. Is yeah, how they're he little. recounted it. Yeah, they're they're small. They're only twelve, uh. so at least they didn't have a tortured death. But they That's all died so... quickly. And then when he was finished, he piled their bodies in a corner of the bedroom and then just covered them with a spare piece of cloth. Oh, like a table. Mm-hmm. Ew. And then he just left them there, a few feet away from the bed, and went to sleep. And he continued going to sleep in the same bed for four days, <gasps> with them all still stacked up there. Late spring. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's warming up. It's getting warm. It's getting warm. This is six bodies. Six yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Oh my god. After those four days, he then moves the pile of them out into the hallway outside his bedroom door. So not like in the hallway of the apartment complex, but like in his oh, own apartment still. Okay. I know. I had to reread that. And I was like, where are these? Christ. Where are his neighbors? As a fucking neighbor. Yeah. You put up with a lot, but that you don't want to come home to see yeah, to that. No. Yeah. Well, I guess that's progress. He's moving them out. So of his it's bedroom. no longer like a foot away from his headboard, but still not. I mean, if he has a headboard, I would imagine he's sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Yeah, I don't imagine yeah. him having very much furniture. Yeah, but yeah, he he just barely moved them out of the bedroom, and so within the week, his mother Ludmilla arrives for her regular visit, and she sees the bodies of these six boys piled up. In oh. her beloved son's hallway. Really, you're a and fucking psychopath, aren't you? Oh my so god. So what does she do? Helps. She does not call the police. Of course not. Nope. She quickly gets to work chopping them up. Oh, she does no. it. Well, so she she's helping. Has always wanted corpses. Well, yeah, like. she's fascinated with it. She already has that disgusting fascination. Ugh. She begins chopping them up and then puts the pieces into buckets. And hauls the buckets down the nine flights of stairs and out to no. the Abba River where she dumps them. Was Sasha home oh. at this point or did he just mm-hmm. come home to find all the bodies gone? No, he, he helped for a little bit but then got tired and went to go take a nap in his bedroom. That is exhausting. While she continued working. Yeah, keep on, keep on, keep it on, mom. Yep. Jesus. So obviously Ludmilla wasn't disgusted by her son's hobby she decided it's that a as natural a small, like offshoot of their original fucking hobby right yeah she's like, oh look now it's more real as someone who has looked Ew. at a lot of corpse pictures i will still say i don't have a favorite i don't want a no. scrapbook of it Mm-mm. jesus no. christ oh god so she decided as a small elderly woman she'd be like not suspicious hmm? oh my god does she help him get the people she decided she could easily lure people up to his apartment under the guise of needing no. help like, can you carry my groceries? He didn't even need any help, number one, like, but okay. And then when Sasha was done with them, she would chop up their bodies and dispose of the remains by burying no. them in vacant lots or dumping them in the river. Oh, God. Okay, so people, if you see an elderly woman digging in a vacant lot, like, she up to no good, okay? Dorothy, yeah. Yeah, she's not just crazy. Yeah, this woman. Fuck. His father really touched a bullet here. Uh, yeah. And where's the sister? Like, she's yeah, just like, the- peace out. I went to college. Uh, I yeah, got it. There's I not really so. a whole lot said about her. She does Maybe go by the normal. apartment every now and then, which I'll touch on a little bit later. Okay. Okay. So that was late spring. Now we're into June. He claimed two more young victims, 
13-year-old Elena Sachkova and 15-year-old Nikoleva. Whoops. Kirk, I'm podcasting. Don't message me. <laughs> Not in the Going middle of silence. these hard names. Oh, 15-year-old Nikoleva Genadievna. Excellent. Thank you. You are so good at this. I think you can do the accent. I'm yeah. blushing. I'm blushing. I feel good right now. Okay. You Happy should. birthday to me. Yay! <laughs> he also killed two adults. Okay. A 40-year-old woman and a 35-year-old man. And they, unfortunately, were never identified. Oh, man. So he has no preference. No, just randoms. Whoever's, whoever's around. Yep. Just a body. Then ah. in July, 19-year-old Natalia Voinova was lured to her death. And in August, two more young girls, Olga Svetseva and Shatalina Anatolvina, both of whom were only 12 years old. Jesus Oh my Christ. God. As time goes on, Lyudmila becomes entrenched in her son's obviously well, you can't get disgusting out hobby. <laughs> uh, in fact, his last three victims were lured into the apartment by his mother. Oh my god. Which is almost the weirder one here because she lived at least outwardly almost a normal life for yeah. you know, mm-hmm. 50 years. I don't know how old she is, but like... Yeah, she's around 60 at this time. She's held down two, two relatively jobs. stable jobs. Yeah, just kept No going. one suspected her of anything. Yeah. Well, clearly she's a good thief, too, because nobody noticed all their fucking crime scene photos were missing. And maybe because she's at the prosecutor's office, she gets to be like, this evidence isn't here. There's a reason to be there for her. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, I can just imagine the lawyer in the courtroom being like, where the fuck is my evidence? Yeah. This photo. Where's this photo? Putting together this folder for me. Uh I don't know why there's a scrapbook on my desk now. There's like a little, oh, like, there's like a little star. Like hearts stick. next to yeah, him, stars. Like yeah, fingers and washi tape. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. I'm actually imagining that's Ludmilla doing that as her job at the prosecutor's office as well. So that's what she would turn in as work. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess so. They're like, she crazy. So Ludmilla obviously is coming and going to the apartment pretty often. And her daughter, who I think this is the first time I'm actually saying her name. I meant to say it earlier. But her daughter's name is Nadeza. And she comes along too at times, but just kind of turns a blind eye, even though he often has his victims tied to the radiator and kept naked and beaten. Alive? How do you turn a blind eye to that? Like, mm, just, how? Oh, how's it going? <laughs> Elephant in the room. Oh my God. I thought maybe she turned out normal. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Just like, this isn't my business. <laughs> Interesting wallpaper. <laughs> this is way out of my pay grade. I don't even like you that much as a brother. Oh, God. So, like, even if she didn't want to be involved in it, she didn't do anything to help them well, either. So I think she's definitely... Like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's my brother. I'm not going to turn him in. Like, no, it's that's bullshit. I would turn my Fuck brother that. in, but I also, if I didn't, I wouldn't go back again. Yeah. No. I'd be done. Yeah. yeah. I'd put myself up for adoption. I'd yeah. emancipate myself as a 35-year-old woman. But even still, like, I mean, maybe there was a level of fear on her part because, like, she knows, like, she's seen the scrapbooks, right? So, like, she knows her mom and her brother are, like, fucking yeah, whacked out of their that. mind. Yeah, I see that. I still don't think I would have kept visiting. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so as this goes on, Sasha's bloodlust is becoming more than his mother could handle, right? He did live on the ninth floor of oh. this old apartment building. They do have an elevator, but they'd been using the stairs to carry these buckets down to avoid other residents from seeing the contents of the buckets. 
Are these they open fucking lid? Like, is there sloshing going on? Yeah. I don't think they're wiping them down mm. thoroughly either. Like, they probably look like they have nasty contents. Yeah. And not one single person in this apartment takes the stairs, apparently. Not in the summertime. Ah, fair wow. enough. I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot, right? Like, carrying buckets. And you can't fit that much of a person into a bucket. So even if they are carrying two buckets each... Up and oh, down, mm-hmm. nine foot. Like, that's a and lot. And it seems like he gets tired easily. Oh, yeah. So she's doing sure. most of the work. Because he's sickly. He, yeah. He's just not a very healthy, and I don't think anybody in this city is very healthy at this era. Yeah. But he's also very used to his mother taking care of him. Yes. But she's also in so. her 60s, So too, the bodies so are like... piling up way faster than they can dispose oh, of them. She's about 60, yeah. Okay. And he, I think at this point, is like 26, because it's 1996, and he was born in... Yeah. Math. Math. Thank God he was born in 1970. (laughs) Right? So bodies piling up faster than they can get rid of them. Hot, humid summer. God. It's nasty. Ninth floor. All of this. The increasing number of police reports from all the body parts that are showing up on the banks of the river are also raising, you know, police awareness and everything, right? And so they're nervous about disposing of them. So in order to get rid of the remains more effectively, Uh. they begin cooking them into stews. (gasps) Oh, which they ate. No. No God, they were unfathomably insane, is my diagnosis, as a doctor. Yeah. They would also give scraps and bones and other unedible human parts oh, to- Oh, to the Doberman. The Doberman. Oh. Well, Poor pup. They sometimes get a taste for blood. I don't- Yeah. I don't- uh, Hannah, I thought you liked cannibal I stories. do. I'm just trying to think of what I would do in this situation and <laughs> liquefy the contents. And the- I don't think they had a blender. Well, bathtub. Uh, that's a big acid. blender. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't. Oh, Where are they getting their acid? That's a totally different bucket to lug up nine, uh, nine floors. I'm tired. From um, the river. I need to- <laughs> yeah, That's actually, phenol. there's acid yeah. everywhere. In the rain, rainwater. You just yeah. leave the bodies out in the acid rain. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah eating them would not have been my first, second, third, tenth, fiftieth choice. They were because they're all unhealthy too, so they probably didn't taste very good. Yeah, and they're old. You don't want to eat a piece of pork that you've left sitting out for a month in your house. Yeah, no. I mean, there's not a perfect timeline for all of these victims but for the most part okay. they're kept alive while they're captive and then killed and dismembered and then frozen dude at one point he states that his freezer had to be pushed closed like with his body uh, because it was so full of parts i'm gonna say he needs the second freezer at this point but mm-hmm. yeah also up nine also floors. okay he is definitely absolutely not well in the head i don't think you yeah. could at the rate that he's going actually consume at the same rate you're bringing in no no, it wasn't reasonable. So this wasn't going to work out. There's no reasoning behind any of this. Otherwise, it wouldn't have I started. I don't know how his fucking mother got to 60 and was a perfectly normal woman. I mean, she wasn't, I guess, but... No. Jesus Christ. So, humid, wet summer turns to fall, and the number of these missing people continues to rise. So, at this point, like, the neighbors are, are ignoring both the screams and the smells? So, the number is actually still unknown. Oh, Okay. The noise is incessant because of the loud music that he's constantly playing, which they attribute to him not being well. I'm surprised their complaints someone are... didn't fucking murder him. Right. Yeah. The police have other things to worry about, so it's they're like not really reporting to torture to have disturbances in an apartment 24/7 building. 24-7 at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So these body parts are being 
still found in the river and in these vacant lots, and they can't be identified without DNA because they're so far decomposed. There's no discerning marks on them. They don't really do a whole dental record thing like we have here, etc. And in post-Soviet Russia, DNA tests are way too expensive for this police department to be able to afford. It's also the 90s. They were expensive everywhere. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. expensive and take a long time and are yeah not really found to be perfect yet and all of the above. In late September... 1996, the nights were dropping well below freezing already. So I actually looked at the climate, like, whatever, like the the weather map for this time. The seasons here are like a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, Yeah. so the September 20th through, like, 28th of this year, it's, like, already well below 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, thanks. So it's it's freezing at night in September. Ew. Three more girls went missing. 15-year-old Olga Galtseva and her friends Nastya, who is also 15, and Zenya, who is 13. And unlike most of the other missing children up until this point, they weren't homeless. They were actually oh. like decently well-off, and their parents immediately notified police that they weren't home. So police go investigating, and they find out that Olga had had a minor operation scheduled for September 24th, and after her surgery, these two close friends snuck her out of the hospital before her parents oh. had a chance to go and get her after their work. Sorry, why? To go have fun, because, like, it's not a big enough surgery for it to matter, and she wasn't going to be in school, obviously, but, like, yeah. I guess so, but, okay, maybe as a teenager, because it took me a while just to be able to, like, feel like I could walk straight again after a very simple surgery. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what she had done. I don't think it's something like it could have been like just like a skin biopsy or something for all we know with yeah, all the nasty then, pollutants yeah. and stuff. Okay. So these three girls throughout about town, they have no supervision. They're kind of meandering around, going in and out of shops and stuff. And then they go missing. And so the police are canvassing the area and they found a shopkeeper who remembers seeing them that afternoon. And she said that the three girls seemed to be fine. They were happy. And then... That when they exited the store, she saw that they had been approached by an old woman. And then after speaking for a few minutes, the girls agreed to help the old woman with her bags, and they all left in the same direction down the street. And the shopkeeper was able to describe the woman as being short and had dark hair. So based on the fact that the woman was elderly and shopping on foot, they reasoned that she had to live in very close walking distance. And so the police could use these details to narrow down their search. And they were honing in on like a small list of suspects that lived in the area that matched her description. Okay. And on that list was Ludmila. Oh, she lived there too. Yeah, because like she was really close nearby to where Sasha lives. But yeah. And so police looked into her background for any red flags and saw that her son Alexander, you know, had been a troubled youth but was under constant care at the Oriole Psychiatric Hospital. So, hmm, okay, fine. Oh, God. Uh, We'll keep looking. So a month goes by and the girls are still missing. And there was a plumber who worked at the apartments at 53 Pionerski Prospect, and he calls the police because he needed to enter apartment 357 on the ninth floor to unclog a drain. The resident won't let him in and denies him entry, which apparently is a crime, and police can be called to order a resident to allow entry for service. Okay. I feel like you can do that here. Yeah, I just, I didn't think it was like, you'll get the police called on you if you deny entry to your plumber. No, strictly, it's like your landlord's not supposed to be able to come into your apartment, mm-hmm. even though he owns it. Mm-hmm. All right, Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the police show up with the plumber and order the resident to open the door. A man's voice from behind the door told them to leave, that he has mental problems and that he can't handle visitors at the moment. Well, we're the police, so. They're like, 
doesn't matter, let us in. So the plumber insisted that he needs to get inside to be able to do his work inside the apartment, that, like, it's going to shut down the whole water system for the entire building. We can worried about the plumber at this point. Just go in. Well, but, like, yeah. that's, like, the reasoning. So the police kicked the door yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And inside, they were immediately greeted by this telltale odor of cadaverine. Yep, And extension rotting and, yep. Uh, the walls were filthy with smears and spatters of blood. Oh my god. There's a human rib cage stripped of most of its meat and organs just sitting on the carpet in the living room. The Doberman is sitting in the corner chewing on a bone. In the bathroom, there's a human torso in the tub without head or limbs. Oh god. And on the couch is a girl bloodied, stabbed multiple times, and just barely clinging to life. Oh, my God. It was Olga. Oh, my God. So she was rushed to the hospital, and Alexander was no longer in the apartment. The police figured out that he had immediately climbed out through the window as soon as they started kicking in the door, because it was probably not like an immediate kick yeah. in, and was able to escape out the fire escape. Um, okay. So, and because of the state of things, they were like, pause, Olga needs help. Yeah, priorities. I mean, yeah, yeah. But- so he disappears. The police are then searching the apartment more thoroughly after Olga is being taken away, and they find 80 pieces of bloody clothing belonging to, they would figure out, men, women, and children, along with 40 Mm -hmm. pieces of jewelry. Wow. They also found a stash of Polaroid photos of several naked victims chained to the apartment's radiator. Amongst the putrid contents of the apartment was also a detailed diary written by Sasha. Oh my god. They would- also later find the head from the headless torso in the bathtub in the apartment complex's water basin. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. no. No, Ugh. no, no. Yeah, not a good place to dispose of it. So at the hospital, Olga was being treated for her wounds. She had a broken arm and multiple stab wounds to her chest. Once she was stable enough to speak, she described her encounter and prolonged nightmare during her month of captivity with the monster of Novokuznetsk. So she said that she and her friends had agreed to help the old woman with her bags. But once they were led inside the apartment and the woman closed the door behind her, they were ambushed by Sasha, who began attacking them with a knife. Mm-hmm. Nastya fought back and hit him, which made him so angry that he killed her right on the spot. Oh. Then he chained Olga and Zenya to the radiator right next to the body of their friend. And for a month, he kept them tied up, beating them, burning them with cigarettes, cutting them. Jesus. And raping them. Oh, oh my god. Because they got reported missing, though, like, right away. Mm-hmm. But the police, like, did what they could, and they had a whole list of people. I yeah. mean, it's a whole, it's a city. I was going to say, yeah. um. And it's an old short, short woman with dark hair. woman is not that descriptive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had a list, but it's not like, and because he wasn't listed as out, yeah. it wasn't an immediate red flag either, until they realized, hey, this is the residence of someone who's not supposed to be on their own. But obviously by then it's too late. Way too late. At one point, the girls had begged for food, and he forced them to cut the flesh off of Nastya's body and eat it. He disemboweled her body in front of them and flushed her intestines down the toilet, which is likely what caused the initial clog that the plumber was called to fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He then ordered his dog to kill Zenya. No. Mm. And, I mean, at least for Zenya at this point, the Doberman went for her throat and tore her throat out, so it pretty much killed her instantly. Ugh. He then forced Olga to dismember her. Oh, no. Fucking kidding me. 
And then, like, in and out of consciousness, she's not really aware what's happening in the other room. Alexander cooked her friend's body into a stew and then gave it to Olga to eat. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So, all the while, Olga said, Sasha's mother and sister had stopped by several times because she was there for a whole month. Okay. Mm. And they would come by frequently to visit with him and just ignore the dead body rotting on the floor and in the bathtub. Two girls chained to the radiator. Uh huh. And they even sat and had some of the soup. Oh, with him. I mean, fuck it, they deserve it. I mean, they knew what it was. Even the sister, man. I guess she doesn't have a jaw. Where's she getting the meat? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with this family? Yeah. And then, unfortunately. After 17 hours after her rescue, Olga succumbed to her injuries, but not before giving her full detailed statement to the police. So they have that to work with. Okay. But still, like, that poor girl. Yep. Yep. The police then went to Ludmila's home nearby and arrested her, and the date was October 27th, 1996. So remember, the girls went missing on September 24th. Okay. Three days later, they found Sasha as he was trying to break into a woman's apartment and arrested him. Thank God. And then they bring them into joint interrogation, where they both confess to their crimes, and it's actually recorded. Not in a language I can oh, understand. Oh, yes, but, but... Yeah. So there are snippets of it that have been, like... Translated? Yeah. I don't speak an ounce of Russian, but... <laughs> yeah, there's, like, this taped interview where the captions are showing, essentially, the mother and son arguing about her level of involvement in his crimes... Where she claims that she's not guilty of anything other than cleaning up after her messy son. So guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Still guilty. Isla's just cleaning up a, his messes. A fucking lot. She says that she did it all for him and for fear of him. That she wasn't sure if he would turn on her if, if she didn't comply. I'm going to call bullshit on that one because you're the sick fuck that brought the pictures home in the first Good place. Good card to mm-hmm. play, though. She's yeah. not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. He disagrees, though, and reminds her that she was the one who lured the victims into their home, knowing mm-hmm. exactly what would happen after that door was closed behind them. Got no loyalty from your fucking son. And also nope. reminded her that she happily ate the stew along with him. God damn it. And the police officers are probably not even knowing that part. How many of them are like, uh, excuse me, I'm going to go throw the fuck up right now. Yeah, we got like mm-hmm. a little pause on this interview for a second, guys. So all of this is basically a giant recorded confession, right? Ludmilla was taken to all the various locations near their home, and she was made to point out all the different locations where the bodies were left and disposed of and everything. At least four of the bodies then were definitely tied to both of them. Okay. Okay. Because he also did, he wrote it down, but he also does seem to be legally insane, so that could mm, not hold up in court. Mm, Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in addition to his confession, police had his diary, right? Yeah, like you just said, where he had described killing 19 people and alluded to many, many more. And they had the evidence of all the different articles of clothing and pieces of jewelry. Yeah. And so police suspect that there were as many as 80 victims. Holy mother of God. I mean... But they can't definitively say because there's nothing left to test or identify on. Wait a minute. In like 10 months... February through October. Holy fucking shit. Ah, okay. Well, I'm just gonna say, well, okay, to the police. You did get them, but... Fuck. That many people going missing in your city is a bad sign. Mm Mm-hmm. And who's to say, though, too, that, like, other people weren't just leaving the city because it was that toxic Mm -hmm. and that they probably had a lot of other problems going on other than just people missing but as soon as body parts start showing up in the river like that yeah yeah but and then they just keep like washing ashore that's a problem Mm -hmm. yeah 
So Sasha recounted his confession at trial, even though it was recorded and written. And written. You say recanted? I don't know how Russian recanted. Okay. Like, was like, nope, I don't, I don't, nope. Mm-mm. So, whoopsie, not me. But the only thing that they could link him to definitively were those four murders based Should on the physical evidence of where, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was ruled insane by the court and sent to Kamishin Regional Hospital, which is a high security mental Can institution. Can we keep him there? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say that they're wrong about him being mentally insane, but. There are, yeah, there are easier ways to deal with someone like this that um, put people to ease. Russians. <laughs> Let them sleep at night. Loved nice bullet behind the ear. Fast and clean. Well, the fact that he was in a mental institution and they fucking lost track of him. Like, mm-hmm. how secure is this fucking facility? I don't facility? have that much trust. Mm-hmm. I don't have that much faith in their um, secretarial skills. I don't know. <laughs> No. Administrative skills? Come on. No, not at all. Ludmila was found guilty of being an accessory and sentenced to 15 years in prison. However, yeah. And then she was released in 2008 (gasps) after only serving 13 years. She's still alive. So they never, like, called his sister. (laughs) So she was brought in for questioning but found to be mentally sane and that she had no involvement. But, but she, she did the fucking stew, and she was mentally sane. There's the problem there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend to understand Russian government or judicial system. <laughs> That's actually fair. System. Yeah, yeah, fine. <sighs> so because of Ludmila's infamy, she and her daughter never charged with any crimes. As soon as she got out, they moved to a rural village about 40 minutes south of Novokuznetsk, and in her new home, the neighbors are like. We're keeping a very fucking close eye on you. Yeah. Anytime we're smelling stew, we're going to come check on you. Yeah, we got to, like, inspect all the meat you bring to the house. Like, no, bitch, you're a vegetarian now. Guess oh, the yeah, what? actually, just stop eating meat. Yeah, you don't get any meat. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I feel like yeah. those who are a lot less likely to do anything without... They were the cleanup they crew. They were the cleanup crew. But well, she could have gotten a taste for it, but... Right? I still don't understand his sister. That's like the enigma of this. And like, did she have a family? Did she, like, what did she do with her life? No, she still lives with her mom. Like, she must be, if she was an older sister and, I thought she was an older sister. Maybe she was a younger sister. But she, if he was 26 at the time of his capture. Mm Mm-hmm. She might be, I don't know, 28, 30. We'll like, just make something up. Um, yeah. Uh, Doesn't sound like she has a family. I fucking hope not, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah. Alexander Spetsivsev still resides in the high security hospital to this day. Are you sure? Yeah. Or does they the paper sure? I'm not sure. say that he's still there? Because I don't fucking know. I have know. no fucking clue. I can let you know I'm not going to Russia anytime soon. Apartment 357 was locked up after the police finished processing the crime scene. Fine. And was never rented again. Good. I mean, but did they like thoroughly clean it or too much? I'm just I have no idea. Yeah, it's rumored to have an evil presence or is perhaps haunted by the spirits of the people that were killed there. Yeah, or it maybe is. it's just the smell. For any of those reasons, I won't fucking live there. And the knife floor thing. I don't like being that high up. Mm-mm. No, it sounds like a fucking hotel. I like to be able to like be able to jump out of my window if needed. And ninth floor is a little too high. <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, about seven floors too high. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I've got. Holy fucking shit! That's His insane. Fucking sister, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was so caught up I'm on like, the sister. Fine. He was 
All of them. No, I mean, something was wrong with him, 100%. And it, yeah. it was always that way. His mom is a very interesting case because she was able to pass as normal for like 60 fucking years. And probably would have yeah. lived out her life normal if her son hadn't started bringing people over. I don't know why his sister is bothering the most in this little trifecta. This trine, you might say. But I am. Um, no. Not a trine. No. It just, <laughs> I have so the most questions about the sister oh yeah for sure like why no fucking charges what did you do for those 13 years your mom was in jail yeah yeah and no charges yeah don't they have aiding and abetting yeah yeah Yeah, i I guess it'd be kind of difficult to prove that oh it could be that she was in on the murdering part but But still if you know of a crime yeah 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 probably swing this it's russia Okay. Yeah, we're not lawyers either. In post-Soviet Russia, the judicial system, system eats fucks you. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I, I sincerely hope he's still in prison. Yeah. I, well, yeah. We, nobody knows because they fucked up the first time. I'm not going to trust them. No. So apparently there's a Facebook group, too. Oh, my God. That, like, keeps really close tabs on her. Wait, is she oh. still alive? Uh, yeah. Camilla? No way. Okay. She was 60 in 1996 gotta be like in her 90s then old russian woman. i guess so babushka as far as i know she's still alive but like they keep close tabs on them i'd say keep close tabs on ludmilla and just mm-hmm. keep keeping close tabs on the sister after ludmilla dies yeah yeah because honestly she doesn't deserve to live a day of fucking peace no no so that's what i've got that was a nasty pisces happy oh, birthday God. he was sleepy he was very sleepy actually and kind of <laughs> lazy <laughs> which oh. which can't be a bad part of the pisces like characteristics yeah. you can lean too far yeah. into them the procrastination like i want to do this part but i haven't cleaned up my other mess yet well that was rough hannah i thought you would have heard cannibalism and been like <gasps> well, i didn't know it was a cannibalism story until you got to the soup part mm-hmm. i'm wondering too if it's like it like the other part of me is like oh russian stew is like borscht right that's just beets I guess it, borscht. I guess sometimes it has meat in it. Are there's a tomato broth? No, like borscht really thin is, tomato broth. Borscht is beets, and sometimes I think it has beef in it. What am I thinking of then? Tomato soup. I don't know. What is traditional borscht made of? It is made from meat, bone stock, vegetables, and beet sour, which is fermented beetroot juice. This is not a fucking food pairing. We're not doing a goddamn food pairing because they ate fucking Oh, we're not because borscht is actually really good. <laughs> I've made some really good borscht in my life. Maybe I assumed it was tomato because it's so red. It can be very red. Maybe. Yeah. It looks really red. I do kind of want some borscht now. Honestly, this looks like the contents of the bucket too. Okay, guys. I don't want to ruin borscht, you guys. It's great. It's a great soup. No, I'm still You have to like beets. That is a prerequisite. Yeah, I love beets. I'm just saying for the the audience. If you don't like beets, you're not going to like borscht. But if you do. Buckets of borscht. I did not do astrology other than... It's Pisces season. It's Pisces season. It's your birthday. But I do have astrology. All right. I'm just looking at our group chat. And Sarah, you were like, it's a fucking doozy. And then we recorded after you sent that. Mm -hmm. I'll never doubt you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You fucking brought it. A bucket. (laughs) So this episode is going to air on February 20th, our resident Pisces birthday. Happy birthday. What a treat. And I have just two things. One good, one bad. Oh. Right? So Tuesday, the day after your birthday, (laughs) Mercury in Aquarius is going to be 
square with Uranus and Taurus. And this is just going to be a really bad, bad day. Such a very conflicting signs. Yeah. So basically your communication is just going to fucking suck. So proofread anything you're going to like send out electronically. Maybe don't talk to people. Just... Yeah, just maybe don't don't do stuff on Tuesday. It's a very short retrograde feeling. Yeah, this is last for a day. Yes, and then on Wednesday, the twenty second, which is also my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Bubba! Oh, and my grandpa's resting. Mercury in Aquarius will be trying with Mars and Gemini. Mm, that's some fun energy. This is super fun, super flirty oh. energy. So oh. dust off your pickup lines. And, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta dust there, off so. my... Uh, hey, you want to help me with these bags? <laughs> oh, God! And I gotta <laughs> dust off my uh, fucking cannibal story. That's my date story, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. I just send yeah. potential suitors to the podcast now. They're lining up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's <laughs> what I have for ass news. We didn't get our song. Oh, Oh, jingle. Oh, no. What's that? Look behind you. It's ass news time. Ass news. Time for some ass news. Don't sit on it. I love it. (laughs) Don't sit on it. Come sit on it. Don't sit on it. Or come come sit on it if that's how you want to flirt. Come take a seat. (laughs) You know, it's up to you, folks. But yeah, so listeners, uh, if you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple. And feel free to use that on Wednesday. (laughs) But if you would like to reach out to us or wish our resident Pisces a happy birthday or give Hannah some suggestions for her undecided cases cases, And I've asked so many Mm -hmm. questions, mostly to men, that have not been answered yet. Reach out to us. We're on Twitter at True Trine, on Instagram at True Crime Trine, Facebook TCT Podcast. Email us directly. Remember Hannah in the subject line, truecrimetrine at gmail.com. And then check out our website at www.truecrimetrine.com. Bye. 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 There's no segue there. Music for our podcast was handcrafted by the talented and creative minds of Mike Warren and Pete Ortega. Our artwork was imagined and skillfully designed by the lovely Sarah Guest. As for production, well, they call me post-production. Show notes are available upon request. Just email truecrimetrine at gmail.com. Join us again next week for another tantalizing episode.